That's the podcast coach for December 7th, 2019. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. It means it's Saturday. It's 1030. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the schoolofpodcasting.com. And right over there, he puts the lapod in gaglopod. How's that? <laughs> um, the one and only Kyle Bondo. How are you, Kyle? I'm doing pretty good, Dave. How about yourself? I'm, uh, I'm hanging in there. It's one of those days where sometimes technology is not your friend. Technology is a happy dog. It does exactly what you tell it to do, not what you want it to do. That's it. And uh, we have to ask, what's what's the name? What gaggle pod? How did that come up? Because some people are like, what? The, the who? The what? It's uh, so it, when I was going to to, to university, university, university uh, we are uh, some IT kids hanging together in a gaggle. And uh, it was like, no, I'm just going to call this new thing. I'm going to create this. Pod. I was go doing WordPress at the time. I'm going to call this new thing gaggle pod because it'll be a, a gaggle thing and it's pods like we're putting together little tiny websites and it'll be that. And that didn't work. Fell apart. But I owned the domain name forever and had the idea forever. And then I started uh, started down the podcasting road. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I have this domain name. And maybe <laughs> gaggle kind of like a, a bunch of geese getting together and talking. That sounds like a group of people on a microphone and pod is you know, podcasting. Hey, and so it just fit. There so you that, go. That's the, that's the, I wish it was cooler. I wish it was like, you know, I was hit in the head with a rock and an epiphany. <laughs> Angel said to me, behold, gaggle pod. Yeah, it's yeah. not that cool. Yeah. It's a, it's a reused, you know, I'm sure you, you have a domain name. Uh, we, we actually counted at the end of the last podcasters roundtable. Um, Evo asked who has the most domains and we all, and I have at this point, I believe I said 138. Wow. And when I did the math on that, I'm like, uh, we need to thin the herd because there are a lot of them that are just, it's crazy that I'm like, and it's weird because it's like a list of broken dreams. Cause you're like, I remember when I was going to do that. And then, Oh yeah, there's that one. I was going to do like a dating site, but it was going to be guests and podcasts. And it, they're all like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll get around to that someday. I'll get around to that someday. I'll, and I'm like, yeah. So um, I have a ton of those too, where it's like, Oh, this is a great idea. I'll, I'll help people move websites from one host to the other. <laughs> No one wants that. <laughs> it's like, uh, what's it? Here's another idea. Uh, there yeah, you exactly. go. So um, we're we're gonna start off this morning. Well, first of all, well, for, let me let me get my fun filled uh, theme music here. It's it's time for one of those. And now it's time for a power rant. All right, I'm gonna see if if you can kick me off here, Kyle. Kyle, if I said, you know, because you have a show called Podrect, and if I said, Kyle. Where can I find your show? What is the correct answer? You can find my show at podrec.com. Thank you very much. Oh my God. That's the way it goes. I was in a webinar the other day and this person is launching their show. And and I said, Hey, I, I showed up late. Like I missed the big announcements. Where can I find your show? And they said, oh, just find me an Apple and Stitcher and blah, blah, blah. And this is a friend of mine. And I'm like, okay. So I go over to iTunes. I type in the name of their show. Nothing. I'm like, oh, holy cow. I type in their name. Search. Nothing. Oh, my God. This can't be right. Go back. Type in the name of their show. It's Dave Jackson. Let's make sure there's no typos. There are no typos. Enter. Nothing. I take a screenshot. 
and I say, hey, you might want to point people to your website because I go to their website. I figured out where it was. They had their subscribe buttons again. Yay. We want subscribe buttons. And uh, I I actually sent them the screenshot and I said, hey, you kind of need to quit telling people to go to iTunes because it doesn't work. In fact, I did a thing last night. I was talking to this person last night and I said, uh, hey, just so you know, I wasn't trying to be a wanka. Uh, I, I was trying to be helpful because they were like, oh, just shush, Dave. And I was like, I was shushed. That's the problem, Kyle. I was shushed. I, I figured it out. Um, and I said, I wasn't trying to be a wanker. And I actually went over. I said, look, I shared my screen. I go, look what happens when I search for your show. And nothing came up. And then she said, that's weird. It comes up for me. And I'd be like, really? So I typed in the exact same name of her show again, which was kind of weird. I just like I backspaced over one word and put in the new one, hit enter. And it came up and I was like, oh, that's weird. It didn't come up a minute ago. I go, hold on a second, typed it again and it didn't come up. And I'm just like, that that defies all sorts of logic and databases and search results. So I just say again to you, the people, uh, don't tell people to go to iTunes and find your show because it's beyond caca poo poo that, um, you know, that that weird stuff that happens behind the scenes in Apple. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So. you almost wish they would just finally like have a tiger team. I mean, it's Apple. They got smart people just like roaming the hallways, drinking coffee there all the time. Why don't they just grab a couple of them and say, you know what? Today we're fixing podcasting and fix it. It'd be nice. It'd be they great. With, uh, with their, their iOS rollouts to do that with their MacBook uh, updates. Why not podcasting? I don't understand why it, 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 it's, I don't understand why it's broken. I don't, it's a, you know, multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they, to me, it always just makes me feel like that big, just, just, just very, very small, very tiny. Cause I'm again, it's a bazillion dollar company. You yeah. think a crumb would fall off the table. That would be enough of a budget to go, Hey, can we hire somebody just to fix that? Uh, <laughs> if you have a question, you can jump on in or at ask the slash join. Or if you are listening someplace like Spreaker.com uh, and you want to join in on the awesome chat room that we have going on, it's at ask the slash live. And then we are there every Saturday and I can see where Emily and yeah, Ross a reminder. So ever since she said this at MapCon, was it two years ago? There it is. There's the water bottle, Emily. So, well, I have, I, I, I have one of these. I forget. Oh. I, 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 I forget what this is called. It was like 30 bucks. And what it does is you what can, is that on the side of it. that's it. it. It's not the bottom. This is the thing It's a, for those of you listening, it looks like a, a very thick guitar pick. It's um, I want to say it's like the Elusis or A L Y something. And uh, the, what it does is I sit it here. In fact, it's starting to, it started to almost blink there. It will blink at me every now and then. And that is literally the Emily pro cop, water reminder that you just can strap to any cup every now and then you're like what is this so i don't recommend it if if like um yeah blinks at you if you haven't moved or taken a while so it's actually pretty and it does work because there are times you're like okay water bottle and then you take a sip and things like that but uh here we go we have a, a question from bangs naughty bits we are two weeks out from saturday before christmas and apple staff all go on vacation when to submit a feed to apple and get it before it's published into the new year yesterday yeah. Is my answer on that. I'm like, cause at this point, because you got to remember, let me, uh, I, I have to cheat here behind the scenes. If I type in holiday, I have a script for this. That's not working. Okay, good. Wonderful. Um, I want to say it's, I know they came back December 2nd, but they were gone for a week. 
So that means that there were 7,000 podcasts waiting for them when they came back. And it's an, wow. yeah. So, cause they're doing about a thousand a day. And this is a strategy too, that I think a lot of podcasters, new podcasters struggle with is this, the concept of the episode zero. Now, a lot of people say, Oh, don't do an episode zero because you want that episode to mean something. So that one episode, but there's something to be said for dropping an episode into the feed, getting it in Apple and allowing that, you know, that weirdness with Apple to take place and then launch. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're going on vacation. I found it here December 23rd to January 2nd. And so I've heard, um, it was either Rob or Elsie on the feed that said, your show may be listed. Like I can actually go and find it or they'll, they'll give you that really long, ugly link. And that's fine. You can put that on your website so people can subscribe. But I heard them say on the feed that sometimes it like, it takes longer to be indexed, which again, this again, kind of defies my whole knowledge base thing where it's like, you can be in the database, but not be found yet. And I'm like, that 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 makes me scratch my head because if you're in the database, you should be found. But we just talked about that. That it's kind yeah, of for NavPod Pomo, the uh, National Podcast Post Month. Yes, remember I had a, I, I did a daily audio drama called Pause for Dramatic Effect, and I thought, well, obviously no one's done that before, and I got it into Apple iTunes uh, like in October, really early with a very first little tiny trailer I put on there. So I had every, all my bases covered. So when November first came around. Boom, show launches. I can just start throwing stuff out and things just happen. But what about your eight weeks and new and noteworthy? Yeah, well, that's a, that's irrelevant. Yeah, it's also <laughs> not true. Yes. Also uh, not true. Yeah. Uh, Emily says when you're giving the link to your show in Apple Podcasts, there's a US in the URL. I know there's a way to change so that links for any country. I don't know. I, I always <laughs> just go to I go to Apple iTunes, I search for the show. Pray that it comes up, and when I see the search results, I right-click on that show and copy the link, and that is the link to your show. And I think that works for everybody, as far as I know. Unless you have what happened to you, and yeah, unless you can't find it, yeah, can't find it, yeah. yeah. Even when you're searching on Google, other shows come up. You're like, whose whose show is that? And then you find out this is the Podrec theory: is there's all these Podrecs out there, all this Rex stuff laying around that's going to block your way. It's going to take you a long time before your show is the one that rises to the top. And I wonder if Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts has this same thing: is the bigger show like it's it like suggests you the bigger request, like it's trying to help you rather than give you the show that's like a one episode. Like you know, we don't want that one. You want the good one. Here's the good one. I wonder if there's something going on behind the scenes there. That is the case. I believe that is the case with Apple because they only show you like X amount of results. So if there are, especially when you get into things like real estate, golf and Christianity, there are a whole lot of many shows on that topic. And uh, you could combine them maybe like, you know, a holy, I was trying to, I was trying to mix holy one and hold in one and that's just not going to work. But anyway, um, so there are times when people like my show doesn't come up, but yet they have a link to their show. So, you know, they're in Apple podcasts, but it, the search results are like, I'm not there. And I'm like, um, tell people to subscribe. And I, cause I know she podcast, Elsie was talking about this, how they somehow, when your feed goes invalid in, in, in Spotify, they do not mess around. They kick you out real quick. They also put you back in real quick, but Spotify is like, Nope, sorry. Don't mess around. You're gone. And so they had to work with Spotify to get put back. But in the process of doing that, they got kind of a new listing. It wasn't like they got put back to where they were. It's like, oh, people can find you again. 
but they didn't have like they lost all their followers. And so when you typed in she podcast, it didn't come up because they weren't in the top results. So luckily they have a Facebook group of 12,000, probably more than that now women. And they just said, Hey, can everybody go follow us in Spotify? And they did. And they came back up in the search. So it's kind of a, a weird thing with that. And I think Apple podcast does the same thing. There's only so many search results. That's why I took the word the out of school of podcasting, because when people search for the school of podcasting, I was ranking against every podcast that had the word the in it. And wow. like, and that's why podcast rodeo show for the longest time didn't show up because it had the word podcast and show. And it's like, nope. And there were all sorts of results that had nothing to do with rodeos or cowboys or anything. And so it's, it's kind of weird. Um, so, but, uh, and Daniel is saying uh, from the audacity to podcast, he says the U S isn't important. Yeah. I think it's actually the number there's like, a, ID. yeah, yeah. That little ID number thing. So. In fact, you can have shows with the same name with different IDs. And this is something that uh, is, is like, it's like podcasting one-on-one is go out there and find all the shows, search your brains out to find every show named the thing you want to want it to be named and yes. find them all. And then don't name it that that's the first rule. Number one, don't name it that. But if you have to name it that, that ID is going to be important. That ID is going to be critical to figuring out which show is which. But for new podcasters, we like to we we do a naming exercise in some of our meetups. Mm-hmm. We, we we go through. They they tell us the name, and then Tim Bryan will pull up on his phone and he'll search it and be like, "Huh, you mean like these other five? And they're like, "Oh, I didn't know that could happen. I didn't even have that app. I didn't know those existed." And you start to ex- you you show them. That it's not just Google. There are other search engines. You know, hey, Apple's a search engine. Yeah. Spotify's a search engine. There's a, every one of these directories is a search engine. And as you start to go through each one of these, and we go about five deep, and they find that their show exists on five or six different directories of different podcasts that have different, you know, they might be dead, they might be alive. They suddenly go, I should probably change the name of my show. And it's you see the light come on. Like, oh, maybe I shouldn't name it that. That but, is true. Uh, I'm actually just for giggles. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. Sometimes this this also does strobe uh, things here. But on the screen, I am sharing us. This is our good friend Apple uh, iTunes. Oh, we're doing an audio uh, visual daily double. Yes, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need that sound effect. Did you? Did you? Did you? But now I, I've typed in the phrase "outside the box" because it's a podcast where we think outside the box. And when I do a search for it, survey says Apple is thinking about it, and there is one, two. Uh, three, four, five, a lot of outside the box, which I always find somewhat ironic that all these shows, you know, here's uh, just like, yeah. So like Kyle said, you might want to just think about it a second and like, Hmm, is that fire is right out. (laughs) I haven't done that in a while for a while. Um, Daniel had a list. I know me and Steve Stewart had a list and it was really getting stupid. It was like, (laughs) you know, librarians on fire or something like that. It was just, just crazy. Um, But um, you know, it's, it's, it's hard too. the other fun thing that's hard to get is you come up with a title and then the website's taken. And so that's where you end up with things like uh, I had dates from hell show.com. And then on on Instagram, uh, David Hooper, from the big, big podcast mm. talked about his naming strategy and he had napkins where he wrote down all these different ideas for how to name his show before he came up with big podcast, mm. all these different ideas written on it. And then he, he had another bunch of ideas written on it. Then he did some word association. Then he some word combinations all 
playing off his vision and theme of what he wanted to do. And eventually he arrives at big podcast. And I think this is, this is a struggle that Tim and I have seen more and more and more the naming concept because everyone goes with the functional name and functional names worked in iTunes forever because mm-hmm. it was based off keywords as iTunes ultimately, I, well, I, I feel at some point Apple will finally care, especially as, as even though Spotify is really, I mean, the big, you know, here's Apple, here's I, you know, here's Spotify, right. Spotify. I mean, if you see all the graphs, they're just, they're just eating and eating and eating. Eventually Apple's going to have to, notice that someone's biting them in the backside they're going to start caring and these these search engines are going to get better and then you have the third monster in the room which is google which is starting to index audio which is crazy as these three things start to mature one of the predictions we have for 2020 is that uh, as these mature your name is going to matter a lot more for its uniqueness versus its keywords and this is a challenge that a lot of other podcasters are going to have is rather than just being the kyle bondo show there's going to have to be something a little more unique because there might be 15 Kyle Bondo shows out there. I doubt there is. I think there's like one other Kyle Bondo in the whole world, which is awesome. But eventually I don't think next year, but eventually I think smart speakers, somebody's going to come up with a way to get the woman in the tube to start yeah. playing that. And that's where things like mompreneur it was like, cause she's just going to go, I have no idea what you just said. And you're like, no play, play <laughs> the, you know, whatever the, the solo firepreneur, this week show and she's going to go, what are you talking about? So that's going to be kind of interesting, but yeah, I think, and it's just, it's just getting harder to, uh, to name your show. How did you guys come up with Podrect? Well, we, we went through this, uh, last Christmas, we did the 12 days of podcasting where we found 12 different words and slammed the word pod into it. That's where we, we'd come, we'd done that exercise earlier on. Like how many words can we come up with that we can add pod to and create this brand new world and word. And I forget the, what you call that? So there's a like, sort of a P or something. Well, it's like uh, I know I'm together and yeah. you make you make a you make a brand new word. So we were playing with that, and it kind of just came out in. Dang it! I just released a show and I'm sitting at the bottom and there's all this wreckage above me. I I'm, I, I'm like 200 on the list of iTunes. How do I get past all this all these wrecks? Because there's like new episodes haven't come out since 2009 2010. I was like, oh, these wrecks are are going to be in your way no matter what. And then Tim and I kind of looked at each other like, oh, Podrex. That's exactly what that is. And <laughs> help people survive their podcast. And it's like, it's like that moment where like, oh, see, that's where the angels happen. That, that name actually. <laughs> but it, it becomes, yeah, there you go. There's uh, Daniel saying uh, it's a portamantu. Portamantu? There's actually yeah, a portamantu podcast. Because I remember it was two words put together. And I just remember thinking this is a very niche podcast because it was kind of like, yep, it is. That's two words put together. Uh huh. See, it's easy. Anyone can do it. You can take any kind of everyday thing, right? This is a this is a post-it note. But if I write a podcast on it, this is a pod-it note. Oh, pod-it. So pod-it. see, we could just we add pod to everything. This is a the pod camera. I got a pod microphone. That's right. If you, you start to get really super creative we came up with a podcast about podcasting talking with people who do podcasts we called it a podception we started getting really if you have 100 episodes out you've had a pod centennial or potennial it got really silly and it was 12 days of pod it was totally as christmas we're like what can we do it's kind of fun for christmas we did that we might do that again this year i think uh, i think we're about getting close we may come up with some new ones but that's really where that came from well inquiring minds want to know kyle 
<laughs> what is that behind your windscreen? Uh, is that a, it looks like a 2100. It, it, it appears to be. Yeah. But- Yep, it's a ATR twenty one hundred. Had it for about these. It's about two years old. Things like a. This is like the F one fifty of microphones. It's not <laughs> pretty, right? It's kind of utilitarian, but man, it can take a hit. And you know, not for the. It's got a great price. And I use. I'm a. I pop my peas, and I'm super loud. So I have the double. I do the double. The double popper. Double thing. popper. Yes, because I'm. A, I'm a huge offender of that. So I. I've heard. Uh, I think. At one of the events, I, I had this out, and someone was like, yeah, "You don't need two two pop screens." Like, man, have you heard me talk? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Daniel's saying, "Oh my pod, you guys, this pod needs to pod stop." Smurfy Smurf, <laughs> it is. It's very Smurfific kind of thing. So that would be another one. Podific always says that. Exactly. All right, so we have a two part question coming in from Carrie. She says, "Got a request to interview a celebrity bartender." While he's in Key West in a few weeks, then his person said he does interviews via Skype while on tour. All right. So that's the first part. Uh, that's the setup. The question setup. number one, then, is it normal for celebrity handles to dictate how their client will be interviewed this way? Ooh. Sometimes. Yeah, probably. Yeah, there we go. The ultimate pod, pod quest, the pod, ask the podcast coach answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I would think, cause in some cases, the, the, talent shall we say the talent isn't really aware of their schedule they wake up every day and go you know hey steve what am i doing today um i do that every day i ask uh what's her name the woman in the tube i go what's on my schedule because i don't remember i don't i mean i could look at my calendar but what what kind of thing is that so it might be i honestly don't know i don't work that much with people who have handlers so um and then the second part of the question is, if he only does virtual interviews, why on earth would it matter when he's in town? That is true. I would agree with that. And if I had to, the pick between the two, face-to-face is always better than than over the internets because um, then you can get a selfie with the, the famous person and then have them promote it in that whole nine yards. So have you ever worked with somebody with a handler, Kyle? Some people are on tour and they're, they're, they're pimping something yeah. very specific. You'll see like a, like a lot of the word camps with, with WordPress in particular, you'll get a lot of people who come through word camps who have an agenda. They're trying to sell a, a particular plugin or some kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're doing something they're trying to sell to make the money for their business. Right. And you'll go to each word camp and you'll, you'll see them talk and they'll be giving the same talk they gave at the last word camp. Mm. Like, man, it's like a broken record. They're, they're on a tour and you'll see this with, with book people in particular is if they've got a book to hawk, that's all they want to talk about. Yep. So, and that's, and that's okay. I mean, it depends on what your show's about. If your show's about the topic their book is written on, that's perfect. You know, exactly. Blind. Yeah. And it's all about, and I, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to quote the hall of famer, Dave Jackson <laughs> is, is what's your audience want? Yeah. If your audience is interested in what this person has to say, then going through the, the hassle of handlers and, and figuring out how to get them on the show is probably worth it. Yeah. Uh, face to face is definitely, yeah. I prefer face too. Yeah. Carrie says, I've only done face to face. I'm nervous to die virtual with someone like this for the first time. Hence, don't make it the first time. Get your cousin, get somebody, mom, dad, cousin, somebody say, Hey, I need to have you come online. We're going to use Squadcast or whatever you want to use. And I need to just interview you so you can see what it's like. Do not make that interview be the first time you use it. Cause you're like, I don't know. I've never done this. Cause that's not good. And uh, squad cast a hundred dollars squad cast for this. Yeah. Free 
right here. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Marion says, I think it's because they're on tour. They're in the promotional mode. When they're not in tour, they might be in more creation. Yeah, it's great that they're on tour because that's when people do want to promote their stuff. Like I couldn't. Pat Flynn kept having kids. I kept trying to get him on my show. And I'm like, come on, priorities. Come on the show. And he's like, no, my wife's going to have a kid that month. And so when he finally came out with uh, the simple podcast player, I was like, ah, he has something to promote. And I said, dude, I have your audience. You have a product for my audience. Come on my show. And lo and behold, and plus he wasn't having a kid. Um, There you go. So that's the energy. Yeah. So um, and she says, uh, wait a minute. We have a whole it's always fun just watching the chat room. Uh, perhaps it's based out of Key West. If so, that might be his home base. You never know. That's true. So we'll see. But, yeah, but I would just say don't don't make that first interview. And even that, I mean, right now I use Squadcast probably once or twice a month, and I still go in like the day before because they they don't add a ton of features, but they do add features. And I'm always like, I don't want to go in and go, ooh, what's I'm not sure what this button does, and it just ruins the whole thing. So. Always make sure, uh, uh, Kyle, have you ever had to do the, the call of shame? The call of shame. Yeah. That's where you have to go. Hey, Kyle, man, that was such a great interview. I'm so glad you came on the show. <laughs> is there, is there any chance we could do that again? Cause uh, <laughs> I, I have been fortunate enough to have, have not done that. I've wrecked some, some solo shows I've done, which I, yeah. I thought I was like, Oh, it was really awesome. And then if I look down and find out that you didn't hit record, I've done that. Tim, however, recorded a three hour interview with a guy who was an artist and a gentleman who, who uh, ran a comic book store. And he did this on one, I think his KDY podcasting. He's now rebranded it to, uh, to what the, he's called it. The, Oh, I, I can't believe I went blanked on that. A create art podcast. He finally realized that KDY podcasting wasn't working for him. So now it's the create art podcast. Not going to make sense. He had the whole interview on his handheld and did the whole interview and then walked away and then tried to listen to the audio and found out nothing. Nothing Ouch. happened. Walk back in and was like, um, I just blew three hours of your time. And the guy was really gracious enough to say, oh, that's okay. But I have all these other things you have to, I have to do. So I have to reschedule my whole life to get a new interview in. So Tom, Tim was like, you know, I really want this interview. So I will, you know, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll sit in the store. <laughs> and that's what he did. He sat behind the counter while this guy was helping customers. And then he would like turn the recorder back on and have the interview. So you got to do what you got to do got to do what you got to do. And I think humility in that, in that regard, people understand that the technology is not your friend and I'm yeah. sure they've probably had mistakes. If they're nice people and most, and a lot of people are nice, if they're nice people, they'd be like, Oh, I totally understand. We'll have to reschedule, but uh, totally. And I think uh, we were on with, uh, with Joe Pardo and Tim had uh, some family issues and mm-hmm. Tim really wanted to be on the show. And he said, Hey, can we re- reschedule? And Joe was like, yeah, great. Uh, we'll have you back on in April. I was like, <laughs> wow. like that—that's like five months from now. I was yeah. like, well, that's 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 his booking, right? He's yeah. booked so far in advance, so you may get the interview, but it may not be on your time. It'll be on their time. So just be prepared to have, you know, you can't just have one interview and then plan the next one after that. You have to plan five interviews in advance, and if two or three of them are are are, are lousy, you may have to have a couple more in advance. So there's a there's a whole strategy to that to having enough people in your pipeline or having enough interviews in advance that you can throw one away if it's really boring or if uh, your guest is unfortunately kind of a jerk. Yeah. You want to you know, throw those away. The audience doesn't want those. But you <laughs> need to be what I would say, and Tim probably correct me on this one, but I would say you almost need like 10 people in advance 
have like a nice stack yeah. for to buffer you. And maybe only four. I mean, oh, what's what's the what's the chat room say on that? I I say I say do ten interviews before you start the first one. Yeah. Might be might be a little much, but depending on how your interviews go, that'll be ten interviews in. You'll be really good. Yeah, you'll well, be still. Well, yeah. Chris was asking about Squadcast, and if I use the unlimited plan, I do, and I'm lighting my money on fire because there are months I don't do any interviews, and so what I need to do is see how how much is it per hour. And then how hard is it to switch back and forth? Because some months I'll do three interviews and some months I will do zero. So I'm not sure what the deal is. Dan says, I just use Squadcast for the first time. By the way, schoolofpodcasting.com slash Squadcast is my affiliate link. For the first time for a huge interview yesterday, ran through, yeah, ran through numerous tests with family members before the call. Absolutely. That's the way to do yeah. it. Um, the big thing with Squadcast, you ha- I always tell people you have to use Chrome. I don't know if they've updated to where you don't have to use Chrome. I just know that when people use Chrome, they have, they now are multi-browser, I guess uh, it works on most, most browsers. In fact, it works on mobile now too, which is kind of cool. Oh, really? But, uh, you know, test it first. Yeah. I did, uh, I did zoom once for a webinar and the audio was horrible. So you kind of like your, your bandwidth matters. So having the actual hard line into your router for any Squadcast stuff matters. You don't want to be on Squadcast and have your son downstairs doing World of Warcraft and your wife pulling an HD uh, movie off of uh, off of Amazon because Squadcast will look horrible. Yeah. And then you'll go over and, and, and ask Rocky and Zach and be like, why does Squadcast suck? And they'll be like, uh, what do you got going on in your network? And they're yeah. like, oh. My whole family's downloading stuff while I'm talking. Like, yeah, maybe that's your problem. That could so. be just a little bit. Um, Carrie says, I, I'll, she'll have to check out Squadcast. I would rather have him in person. And this is where the chat room is kind of talking. Anytime you explain anything to anybody, <laughs> anybody, this could be your kid, your spouse, a future podcast guest, explain to them how they're going to benefit. Because in some cases, people are like, mm, maybe it's their first podcast. And they're like, well, can we do it online or do I have to do I have to come to where you are? And you say, well, it would be great. You will sound better. We get a better interview if you can come to my place. If that's not too much hassle, if that's if that's not going to work for your schedule, we can do it online. But you're going to sound better if you actually come to my place because then you're using my professional microphones instead of what you're using there. So anytime you can explain, like, here's how you're going to benefit. Now, sometimes that doesn't work because you go, honest kids, when you eat your spinach, you're going to be big and strong. They don't really, they're not really worried about that. It's got to be something, but. You know, if you can kind of explain that this is how you're going to benefit, hopefully, because in most cases, people want to benefit. You hope so. Absolutely. You never know. Um, well, here, uh, we haven't played this game yet. Kyle, um, <laughs> would you like landmark episodes, money fast? I have the wrong music. I'm like, wait, that's that's uh, here we go. Uh, multiple media hosts, Facebook out, money fast or landmark episodes. Ooh, let's do multiple media hosts. That sounds multiple cool. media hosts. Yeah, uh, doing that right now. It, well, that's the question. This is from Joshua McLean. I got this out of a Facebook group. Is it smart, stupid, or impossible? And, and I, I promise I'm not going to go ballistic because we're going to say the A word to have Anchor and Podbean or something similar host your podcast. So he wants to know if he should have multiple hosts. And hey, the music's still going in the background. Stop that! We're trapped it's in the, the elevator. No, it's it. <laughs> what say you, Kyle Bondo? So, uh, all, full disclosure, I'm a I'm a Libsyn customer. So, my first shows have been on Libsyn for for well, going on three or four years now. 
But uh, Tim and I have experimented with other things. I know we have an open hosting relationship so <laughs> for NavPod Pomo. Uh, I wanted to try because it had the magic word in front of it. It was free. And what I learned is that Lipson gives you a ton of things. I didn't know that I, I enjoyed that Wushka does not. And one of the key things is, is stats is the Wushka stats is, Hey, here's a number. We don't know what it means, but you have a number, you have this many downloads. So, you know, enjoy. In fact, they call them listens. So you don't even know what they are, where they came from or, or you know, what's going on. You just get this number. That's it. Where Lipson, I can actually, I can know when I'm getting from Spotify. I know which month was what. I know how that's broken up, how many listens per day. That sometimes matters because if, I, if I've dropped an episode, I know that uh, on that day, how many downloads I get usually within the first 24 hours. That's probably my subscribers. Subscribers probably get those first. And then I'll notice if someone finds my back catalog, I'll get a whole bunch of those. And Wishka, no, you don't get any of that stuff. So they're all, not all created equal, but it was an experiment. Sometimes it, it, and Apple does not care what your RSS feed is. doesn't care where it comes from. No, as long as it's working, that's really what they care about. And um, the one thing I will give Wooshka is I believe they are IAB certified and I can verify very much so that Anchor is not <laughs> because this morning I was playing with Anchor and I have uh, a fake show on there. So I was doing my fake episode and it went over and I went to my, my anchor website. I hit play and I listened to no way, no more than 10 seconds of this. And I hit stop. I went back into my dashboard. I will give them credit. It registered uh, things immediately. But the bad news is it said I had one download. And I'm like, mm, that's not because to be, you know, in IEB world, you have to listen to at least a minute. And I'm like, there was no way that was a minute of that podcast. So I just kind of went, hmm, interesting. So. And a lot of it, so we call it uh, situational podcasting. It depends what you want to do. Like for for a tiny little experiment, Wishka worked great. It was free. Yeah. Would I use that if I ran that show season by season for the next couple of years? Would I use Wishka? No way. I, I needed way more information, and they were going to give it. But they would love for me to be a paying customer because right. they have a paid side to it. So there's probably a lot of other features in the paid side that uh, that I think. Their price point is what? Is it $99? 99 bucks. They're yeah. kind of like, so. you go from like zero to enterprise solution because right. Libsyn has Libsyn Pro. Blueberry has some sort of pro service. You know, anytime you get into multiple users with multiple stats and all that other dynamic ad insertion, you're not going to get that for 20 bucks a right. month. So what's so. your situation? Your situation, you have a hundred people who listen to you and that's it. You probably don't need a $99 hosting plan. Yeah, that's 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 a dollar person a month. Joe Rogan. You probably need way more than a $99 hosting. <laughs> you need like edge servers and CDNs and all sorts of other crazy yeah. stuff because you're getting, what is it? What did I heard? 1.2 million downloads per. He gets a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's on, he's on Lipson and I, I, I'd have to go and look and see if he's, I know um, like GLD, John Lee Dumas is just putting out yeah. 20 bucks a month, you know, so. On a time in the web world used to get unlimited bandwidth and things like yes. that. Only there's a, always a fine print. They don't ever tell you if they do. It's when the legal details that you're supposed to read that no one ever does. And it's right. when you hit a certain bandwidth number, they nerf you. The hosting world nerf you? media nerf you. They, they basically shut you down so much that you can't get enough traffic through. So you're OK, because when you say nerf, I'm thinking like guns and like, football. Yeah, I think of football and you squish it. That's your <laughs> website. You squish it. They nerf you. And 
media hosting is no difference. They won't tell you, but in the back end, if your downloads hit a certain number, you're getting a phone call or an email that's going to say, um, uh, you've exceeded your terms of service. You're going to have to up your plan. And even the free ones, even they say they're free, unlimited, unlimited. No, you're going to, if you, if you have a show that takes rockets to the top, you're going to get a phone call. It's not going to be free anymore. And that's just yeah. a fortunate way of, I mean, that's the way the IT world works. They'll tell you the, the, the feature to bring you in is the free but what's the downside of that? How much free is really free? And as Tim and I experimented with some of these podcast hostings, we find that some of these hosts free is at a, at a level that usually most indie people will never hit. And you could probably get away with some of that for a while, unless they go out of business and then you're really, in a, you're, you're really on a shipwreck. And that's the problem with free. That's a whole nother discussion. But when you hit a certain level, they're going to ask for money. Don't think that they won't free is not free forever. If your show is really good, which is probably a great problem to have. Yeah. If you've got a lot of listeners, maybe you can start monetizing that way, but just know that. Yeah. Well, I know with, um, there are people that try to use their web host as a media host. And that's one where all of a sudden, cause web pages are very, very tiny. They're, they're kilobytes of information where a, an actual media file is megabytes of information, so all of a sudden, when you have a couple thousand people try to grab that media file at the same time, it's not a bandwidth. It's not a storage. It's that server is now smoking in the back, ready to explode into flames because it's used to serving little baby files. And now it's serving thousands of really big files. And it's like, yeah, that's that's not going to to work like yeah, that. I see in so. the chat room that uh, that Bangs is talking about uh, using the free services. And some of these services use the big shows as their as their, their kind of their their suck you in. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're look look who we have. Yeah. So there is there's there's that angle to it as well. But for us indie folks, that uh, you get an audience that's big enough, but bigger than their free service, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to pay for that. Pay for that exactly. And you should. I think if I think if you're really if you're really invested in podcasting, you should have a service that's paid for. And of course, I, I know Dave and uh, and Jim talk about this all the time. It's because. If their business model is free and they're not making any money, uh, are they going to be around? And we, everyone goes, oh, yeah, they'll be fine. And then you all these dead shipwrecks of hosting companies all over the place. Pod, Podcoin <laughs> is another one that had Podcoin, a great yeah, that just Podcoin had a great business model of like, we're going to pay you. Not only we're we not going to make money, we're going to lose money every time you listen. So it's like that, uh, has managed to escape the guillotine twice now. So. It's like is, they have a third time's a charm. And I believe they're, if I just saw their uh, their advertisement on YouTube or something the other day, it said the V premier podcasting platform, yeah. something like that. The number that one has, podcasting platform is like, really? Uh. There, there, there ought to be some way to police the internet to say, you're not allowed to say you're number one unless you're number one. But uh, speaking of people that are number one, dun, dun, um, uh. yes, we, we should take a quick second and say thank you to uh, our awesome supporters. If you'd like to be an awesome supporter, it's askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And uh, we're talking about, well, first of all, uh, my teacher's pet. Surprise, this is still open. Uh, of course, then again, it's the holidays. Uh, but if you want some one-on-one consulting, it's dirt, dirt cheap. It's only available to one person. So if you want to check that out, askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. But I always like to thank my $20 supporters. So we're talking about Jim Harold. We we're talking earlier about in the English accent, and I always want to say Podlords. Yes, Sir, Sir, Sir Jim Harold of Podlords. <laughs> um, 
and Greg over at DebtShepherd.com, uh, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at HorseRadioNetwork.com, Josh Rivers over at PodcastingExperiments.com. He's doing a series right now on local podcasting, if you want to check that out. Uh, Max Trescott up in the air at AviationNewsTalk.com. He was a 2008 National CFI of the Year, and I don't even know what a CFI is, but it sounds really cool. So, certified flying instructors. That's going to be my guess. Good, yeah, that's a good guess. Uh, Shane from Spybrary.com. If you want to get your spy on, she's in the chat room. Carrie Bond, find her at KeyWestPerspective.com/podcast, so you can hear when her uh, interview goes live. Carl White at Life in the Carolinas Podcast.com. Kim Kragy at Toastmasters101.net. And again, oh, I forgot, Jay Cleveland Payne. He's over at morebetermedia.com. He's got a ton of shows, just like uh, Kyle has gagglepod.com with a bunch of his shows. You can go over to morebetermedia.com and check out Jay Cleveland Payne. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, simply go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And I'll be thanking all of my supporters later in the month when we do this segment again. So... Thank you for everyone for that. Any, uh, let's see, I have, uh, I think we have another question here. I see a lot of people in videos store their MP3s on WordPress websites. I use the MP3 URL. I don't store my MP3 on the site. So you're basically using WordPress as a backup? It could be still like storage backup MP3 file storage under their archive. I mean, yeah. you, could, you could do that. If, you're, if your show doesn't have a lot of listeners, you could get away with putting files on your WordPress site. If you yeah. have... And a lot of the podcasts really kind of started out this way. They're self-hosted. They put their, their files right on their, their websites. People would have to, you know, of course, had to download the MP3. And then they, the players kind of emerged so you could play it right off their WordPress site. The problem happened to be is, is hosts started getting wise to the amount of bandwidth being pulled from the, some of these places and started right. really policing it. I've used a couple of po- hosts in the past, like uh, I won't mention their names because to protect in that sense but uh <laughs> if you start streaming a lot of content off your site they will they will notice and they will let you know that uh you are violating some sort of weird term of service on there that says you cannot be an uh, internet radio i think is what it first was the first terms of service they tried to get you on and so they they definitely don't like you doing that because they're a lot of times they're they've got a cloud space and they're using uh what do you call that uh, shared uh, virtual services. So they put a whole hmm. bunch of different websites in one virtual, one virtual service. And when one starts to get too crazy, it starts to affect their neighbors and they start having outages and downtime and they don't like that. So when you have those like low cheap per any kind of hosting plan, that's really cheap. You're sharing that. Like for lack of a better word, you're sharing that box with other people's websites. So if yours gets crazy, they're going to be like, you know what you need, you need the better service. Yeah. You're starting to impact other people's stuff. And that's where that, but as storage, I mean, storage is so cheap these days. You could, yeah. The, on there are places like Dropbox. I use Mediafire.com. Mediafire.com is like 30 bucks a year. It's ridiculously cheap. You get an S3 server for like yeah. dollars. It's really not. Yeah. yeah. Um, Chris says, Did you guys know here? Uh, did you hear about Radio Public ending their paid listener program? Which I think I was up after two years to $4. So I don't know if I'm going to get that payout or not, but I did not hear about that. I have uh radio public's one of those weird companies that I'm not really, they keep kind of changing what they do. Like now they're almost a media host. 
because you can go over and get a really pretty website. They're kind of like, hey, all these other, the Libsons and even Blueberry has uh, their sites and Podbean has a pretty decent site that you can use that's kind of based on WordPress. But Radio Public is like, we're going to make really pretty websites and be a media host. So that that seems to be kind of, because they had a thing for a while where you could get a free, uh, really pretty website and kind of use their free program. And, and here again, what was their business model? Free and <laughs> and then we're going to pay you if you refer other people to us. And I'm like, that didn't last long. So now they're not a free service and they're charging people for hosting and they're not paying people anymore, which is actually kind of like where I go, well, that, that proves again that, you know, that's not a good business model. SoundCloud tried to change their business model. They were going to limit how much you could upload per month. And they said it's up to three hours or 15 tracks. And that's where uh, they were going to change it to a number of tracks. And musicians went, um, um, wait a minute, because we could upload a boatload of three minute songs for, for whatever the, their free service was. And now you're going to take that down to 15 songs. That's not fair. And I'm surprised that SoundCloud went, yeah, you're right. That's We're not going to do that. Because they SoundCloud needs to figure out what we are. Am I a music service or am I a podcast service? Because that made sense in the podcast world because we're uploading 40. Yeah. 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 Um, we have some people in the chat room saying they use Dropbox. Google Drive, I'm not a huge fan of. I, I have a hard, I've started making folders in Google Drive. It's one of those things where it's probably not as bad. It's you kind of have to do that whole learning curve thing yeah. to really get the most out of stuff. They give you like but 15 I, to 20 gigs worth of space. And for, that's for each Gmail account you have. So you could create a Gmail and you probably should create a Gmail account for each one of the podcasts you create, you know, it's cool. Podcasting podcast.gmail.com. If you did, you didn't have that stuff. Right. Yeah. And uh, you get a chunk of stuff, a chunk of space comes with the, the Gmail account that you can put on there for free. So there, there you can, that's, there's, there's ways to work the system, but you're right. Managing all that stuff is what becomes the problem. You have yeah. seven Gmail accounts and seven different drive boxes and a Dropbox box, and you get uh, some sort of like what is like iCloud, and then Verizon wants to save stuff on your phone, so you have a bunch of those. You start having so many different places to save media, you don't know where everything is. Plus the laptop, you know this this happens to be my 2019 laptop. I'll have my 2019 laptop, or my 2020 laptop, my 2021 laptop. We'll have three different yeah. hard drives, and I don't know which hard drive I use <laughs> to do what show on. And then this fan exploded on that one. It, you can get so crazy in space and storage management is where the problem is. Yeah. Storage I know um, practically uh, these days. Yeah. We forgot to mention OneDrive. That's Microsoft's drive, yep. again, free thing. Um, the thing I hate about OneDrive, and I, I, it's because of their wording because I'm like, I'm looking down, I've got a pretty large hard drive in my computer and it's like, you're almost out of space. We're getting down to, you know, hundreds of gigabytes or what it was just ridiculous. Cause I think it's like, three terabytes and I'm down to gigabytes. I'm like, well, that's kind of odd. Well, it's because when you have some of these things like Dropbox and OneDrive, they will sync folders. Well, that means it's in the cloud and whatever's in the cloud is also on your computer, which to me is kind of like, I get it. But like, if the whole point of it is to be a backup in theory, I can throw it in the cloud. Like if it's like old episodes, I'm not going to edit these anymore, but I don't want to have them take up my hard drive. I'll throw them into OneDrive and then I will delete them off my computer because it's there. And maybe I have them on a, on a, you know, uh, outsource hard drive or whatever it is. And boy, when you try to turn off syncing on OneDrive, they're like, if you delete this here, <laughs> it's going to be deleted everywhere. And you're like, wait, what? 
So I still, it's one of the things where I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. So I'm actually in the process now of looking at what's synced to go, okay, if this gets whacked everywhere, am I going to be upset? I'm like, no, it's old, you know, Microsoft word tutorials from, you know, 2010. I'm like, okay, I don't need to save these anymore. Um, and I'm seeing what happens because if it does delete it, 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 in theory, it shouldn't delete it from my cloud account. I just want, I don't want to have a synced anymore. And it's kind of, heard, their, their wording is very backwards on that. I heard at one of the conferences that uh, Glenn Hebert talked about how he manages his show through Google, Google Docs or Google Drive. Yeah. And he meant, he said something in the neighborhood. He's, he's got 4,000 files or folders with every show they've ever done ever in Google. And the reason he did that is because you can search that directory. So if he wants to find an old show or something that may have been said in a past season, he can go on there and search and find the keyword in his show notes and bring that show back up if he wants to reference it or be a do a best of. And I thought, well, that's something. He's like, I don't remember. I could, can I search Dropbox? Can I search all these other things? Yeah. So suddenly Google Drive became very interesting to me as far as a, a, a storage service. And you can pay just like anything else. You can do the, you know, Google loves your money, you know, and I'm a, I, I drink the Google Kool-Aid. I got an Android phone. I'm all in the Google, you know, I, at work, I, I'm working with a Google cloud platform. I'm Google everywhere. So paying a little bit for a Google service, a lot of times the Google service is really good. I mean, you get a lot yeah. of space. I mean, the Google Gmail, when you get the, the $5 email account, that's your domain name. Yeah. It, it works really well. Gmail's everywhere. It's on, it's on your phone everywhere. It just works. It's seamless. So there's you now there hundred dollars Google. <laughs> there you go. Google commercial there right there. But yeah, if you need a space to store stuff. I thought the the Glenda Geek's ability to search inside something, you cannot underestimate the need to search four thousand things. If you could spend two a whole weekend looking for something you're looking for in a show that big. So pay now or pay to pay later is really in the IT world is you can pretend like you don't have a problem. Uh, fast forward to like where Tim and I are, you know, five years later and where we're like, didn't we say that one time on that one show, that one place? <laughs> yeah. We do that. And what show was that? And it's, 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 it becomes two hour conversation of where is it? So make yourself yeah, if easy. Dan is mentioning here about OneDrive. They have an offline online files that you can do. That's the thing I was talking about. I went in and tried to turn off my syncing and it would, it just gives very cryptic like, your world will come to an end if you turn this off. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's not. But um, Daniel mentioned something here. Um, Dropboxes are now up to two terabytes. But I almost bought one of these over Black Friday. Five terabyte external hard drives were 99 bucks. And I was like, I don't need one. But man, that's 99 bucks. Are you seriously yeah. for five terabytes? I was so, like. In the name, we used to say two is one and one is none is yeah. I have those hard drives and they're awesome and you full them full up and then they die. And then what? Yeah. So you almost need to buy like two of them and, and, and you know, start your own little mini raid in that sense of starting to put like, but do you, you kind of need cloud storage. It starts to make more sense now because and you'll see all these hard drive people. It's getting cheaper mm. and cheaper and cheaper and cheaper because cloud storage is eating their lunch. Three on is so cheap now that you can get an S3 space and then you can have it replicated with an extra little cost. Amazon will copy it for you and it will never, well, I'll say never 99.9999% chance that it will never die. And you'll always have your stuff. Well, the thing I'm looking into is I use Backblaze to back up my hard drive, school of podcasting.com slash Backblaze <laughs> um, because they now have 
Um, and it's, uh, they said a few more dollars a month. So I'm not sure what a few more dollars a month means, but it is, it's a case where once it uploads to Backblaze, it never gets deleted. So if I delete it off my hard drive, because right now I think they do a thing where they do, like if you delete off your hard drive, like he doesn't need a backup of it. So let's delete it off our backup. And there's this like saved forever option. And I was like, that would be cool because I would love to just yeah. throw things in a file, let it go to the thing. And then I don't have to worry about, is it there? And it just, it's going to be ginormous in the cloud. I don't care. It's always there uh, because that, for me, Somebody mentioned that they save an MP3 file and a WAV file. I actually do. I used to always save a WAV file. I would I would have the MP3 file and the finished WAV file, and then I would save any like if it was an uh, an interview. I always save the very first unedited version. So if I could, if I needed to, I could always go back and recreate it. And I started about probably about a year ago. Is I just save in this case I'm using Hindenburg. I just save the Hindenburg file. So if I ever need it and Hindenburg takes all the files that you needed to make the episode and puts them in its own file. So as long as Hindenburg doesn't explode, no pun intended, that was a good. (laughs) Um, I I'm fine. And it's one of those where I'm like, there's still a voice in my head that goes, you probably should export that as a wave file. Cause if for some reason my, like all my eggs are in the Hindenburg basket or whatever program. And I just thought, well, in the event that I find out, you know, that, hey, Hindenburg is going out of business or they went out of business like yesterday, which they didn't for the record. Um, I could, I would just instantly fire up, up that episode and I would just export every episode I have as a wave file. But it's like, for the Word- I'm already there. I probably should do it. Well, for so. the WordPress guy, there's a, there's a plugin called Updraft, which will plug right into Google Drive and you can, yeah. you can, your whole website can get shoved into there. And then it just does, anytime you do incremental changes, it'll back it up. This is the same concept the developers have been doing for years. It's called it's called uh, repositories, and you can use yeah. you can even use GitHub to save your podcast if you want to. The whole point behind this is ask, if, especially for ask the podcast coach, is are you saving your stuff? How many podcasters have you talked to who had a computer mm. explode and they lost it all, everything, and then they got MP3s maybe on their media host, but or they they stopped paying. I heard uh, was it once upon a time a lady talking about. I mean, this might have been a story you gave, Dave. Yeah, her husband had died, and she wanted all his files. And like, now the show got canceled, and they deleted everything. I'm so sorry. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's same. That, that, I hate that question. It's like yeah. you know, we're trying to find them, and you know, I would just love to hear his voice again. And I'm like, oh, you are killing me because it's like, and then you find out that it was like two years ago, and you're like, yeah, yeah it's. You know, if it's two months ago, there's a shot. It's still there. But like two years, I'm like, no, no, it's it's been long gone. I'm like, I'm so sorry. But two is you know, one and one is none. Save your stuff. And I always use Sundays. Sundays is a perfect time to just do some, a little bit of backup, a little housekeeping, move some stuff into some storage, just save yeah. some full backup stuff. Just make it a routine. Just kind of like kind of like Emily's water thing, you know, drink a yeah. lot of water and back up your stuff. <laughs> it's so much better, especially when your computer explodes and they do they you know they're designed now to not last very long so yeah you know uh, bnb says the irs and attorneys everywhere would love that backblaze feature where i don't delete anything that's true <laughs> um but um we were talking earlier briefly about money and podcasting so we're going to go to money fast here this is from this sounds like a batman um no i shouldn't say that i was gonna say a batman villain but that's not nice to say about anybody because her last name is fink uh jennifer fink says uh for those and again i'm not gonna 
pop a cork. For those that use Anchor, is advert is the advertising option a possibility for a smaller podcast? I average about two fifty to three hundred downloads per episode. Every episode gets a download every month, which it should. I need to monetize this project, she says in quotation marks, uh, sooner rather than later. I'm willing to add to the workflow if I can get at least get the podcast costs covered while I grow the audience, which to me, I'm like, the podcast costs, there aren't any. You're using Anchor. So she must be using an editor as my guess. Um, thanks. Fading Memories Podcast is the name of it. So... Uh, Kyle, I'll let you go first. What would you be your advice to uh, well, first, Jennifer? I would to run screaming from Anchor would probably be my first bit of advice. You can rebrand your show someplace else and rebuild your audience off of an Anchor. I think Anchor is great for playing, experimenting, and I've heard other people talk about Anchor is the future. I, uh, I know recording on your phone. I imagine as phones get better, maybe Anchor has some validity, but. When the minute you have a co-host or a guest or you start bringing in cool things, Anchor loses all its ability to do anything for you. Anything you want to do, anything past solo, Anchor really doesn't have the, the, the ability to expand itself that way. So you're going to have to get off of Anchor and go to a, a big boy or big girl hosting company. Anchor is still kind of, it's too infant infancy it's not mature enough i don't know what the answer for that is but it's just, it, well maybe the answer is anchors is not set up that way yeah my well i i told her i said i did the math i go with 300 downloads i go the only sponsor i did see one sponsor once because i have a, a fake show over there and it was less than anchor anchors paying ten dollars per 1000 downloads for you to say i love anchor at the beginning of your show and so that's a penny a download so she's getting wow. 300 downloads. She's making $3 an episode. That's not I said, even a Starbucks cup of coffee. 100 bucks. No, it's $12. And so <laughs> the thing I was worried about is, is when she's saying, I need to make money with this quickly. And I'm like, that is not the way podcasting works. It's, it's, not, it's really not the way any business works. If you, if you research starting a business, you will see where many times a business doesn't break even for a while. Or if you watch... Uh, one of my favorite shows is on CNBC called The Profit, and uh, it's always interesting to hear how a, a company started off good or they started off losing money, then they finally start to make money or whatever. But it, it takes a while because you monetize your audience. You monetize your audience, and right now you don't have one. And I was just like, mm. so, yeah, it's one of those where it's like, now the good news is you're not putting out five, fifteen, twenty dollars for hosting, so you're saving that because if at this point if you're making twelve you're $12 to the good. But if you're paying somebody $50 an episode to edit that, which I wouldn't think you would if you're using anchor. So that's where, uh, anyway, you start, to, you start to have those fixed costs too, as you, a lot of, when you think about a business, you have to buy a storefront, you got to buy inventory, you have to hire. Oh, yeah. There's all that overhead costs that in the running of the business. And then you have to make some enough money to break even. Then you have to make a little bit more money to actually make a profit. When you, you figure all that in, it's like, well, how much is your phone cost? How much is your plan for your phone cost? Is, does $12 a month cover your phone bill on your phone to do it, to do the podcast on your phone? If that's how you're doing anchor, or did you buy a microphone? How much did that cost? If they say it's $60 microphone, how many $12 things from anchor do you have to get before you can actually pay <laughs> off the microphone? So you haven't made any money and you're a year in. And so the, that's really, you yeah. start, you, there's a whole lot of other costs that, everyone's like, Oh, I'm going to go on a podcast and magically money will fall from the heavens. No, that's it. It's not working. Well, 
before we head out the door, uh, tell everybody about Podrect. So Tim and I, Tim Bryan and I do a show called Podrect where we help you survive your podcast. We have, uh, we're going on, I think we're, I think we're almost at two years now, year and a half of doing this podcast. It's not our first, but it's the one we've, uh, we've been co-hosting to go through problems and problem solution type uh, situations to help people uh, fix things that have gone wrong. In fact, we even had you, Dave, on the show to talk about, I produced a podcast and sent it out and Hey, only one channel was on there. So you can hear one, you can one voice, but not the other or 20 minutes of silence because, you know, because I hit the wrong button, all these kind of things. We, we explore these kind of things and, and our latest experiments have been how to podcast live. So we've been experimenting with live setups and we bring the whole gear out to a location and try that. And then we try it with our remote recordings and we've been trying a bunch of different things. And that's been kind of our, our, our latest thing, but we, we do a lot of experiments and we try to you know play around with how do we survive your podcast in a way that uh, is beneficial. So podrec.com. There you go. And uh, this week on the school of podcasting, it is episode seven zero zero so uh in our post show today we'll talk about um i guess you would call that a landmark episode maybe uh so we'll talk about that a little bit and uh, of course you can find me over at schoolofpodcasting.com you can find us here every saturday at 10 30 eastern standard time at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live i believe mr collison is back next week he's in london by the way if, if anybody's like hey where did jim go um, he's, he's, he left world on a, traveler. yeah, the world traveler. I, I, I'll have to ask him. I think he's back next week. He'll be extremely jet lagged and that whole nine yards, but, uh, he should be back. So that'll be fun with tales of, um, I'm sure of having a logger of some sort in a pub because that's what they do over there. Uh, so that'll be fun. And, um, want to th- say thanks to the chat room there. You guys are always out here. It's, it's fun to have the show. Mr. Naughty bits, um, Carrie, Daniel, the whole crew, Dan, Zach, etc., etc. And uh, again, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter and get access to the YouTube channel as Porter today, so stick around. We will do some post show in just a few seconds. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.